0: Second Kings chapter seven tonight. uh, I have really enjoyed the singing this week. Uh, Every night, every night's been real good. Uh, Congregation specials, everything. It's been really good. I was doing real good tonight until they started that song, and I thought, well, Lord. Uh, I really believe people need the Lord, and we say. Pretty much all of us say we believe it, but you know, we need to give our lives, like the song said. So make sure so people can uh, know the Lord. Uh, let me thank you, Church, for all you have uh, done for us. Lord, I got a brand new suit. Uh, one morning I got a country ham biscuit with country ham grease all over it, and it was good. Uh, we've eat every night real well. I don't eat in there, but I eat in a motel room, and I really do thank you for all of that. Thank you for being so kind to my wife for 25 years. I pastored. All oh, anybody knew, they just knew she was the preacher's wife. That's pretty much it. I don't think anybody knew her name was Sandy, but I'm glad you were very good to us. Uh, we've been in probably, since God called us into the ministry, we've been in probably I know over 600 and something churches, maybe close to 650, and uh, it's one of the best churches we've ever been in. Uh, good spirit, good singing, uh, very friendly, even if you just get 14 seconds, it's pretty good. It's better nothing, better than nothing. So uh, you're just really friendly, and you make you feel at home and things like that, and the preacher is just very good, doctrinal, biblical. Uh, Exciting and courage, we get along, and and he's about nuts, and I know I am, so we get along real good. Uh, I feel at home here, and I really don't know what that, I really don't know what that said for y'all, I really don't, I know what makes me feel at home, and I feel at home right here. Now, I just got one word we're going to look at tonight, and I've been thinking about for probably a month, meditating on it. And it's a short word. Only got three letters in it. And it's now. Now. Amen. You know what now is? Right now. That's right. In another minute, it won't be now. It's now. It's now. A lot of nouns in the Bible. I got to looking, got the concordance out and looked up now, and got to looking through the Bible, all oh, the nouns. It's amazing. We're not going to look at all of them. Believe me. Joshua 1, 2. 1 and 2 says now after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun Moses' minister say Moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this Jordan you know what God told Joshua he says Moses done died I want you to get up cross Jordan not pray about it Think about it, meditate on it, get up, cross Jordan. Now that's what it said. I mean, now's now. Now's not next week. Now's now. Second Corinthians 6 2. It says, for he saith, I have heard thee and accept, time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted term. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I mean right now. If you're lost and you know you're lost and you know you need to be saved, I'd get saved right now. Right now. You don't even have to wait till I get through preaching. If you don't get saved, say save now. you got to wait. Now is the accepted time. Amen. Let me ask you a question. What's wrong with just serving God now? Why you got to wait? Why I got to think all this stuff? I've had people look at me and say, oh, I got to get my children out of high school. And I'm thinking, why? Why not now? I've had them look at me and say, I get my kids, they got to get out of college. I'm thinking, why? Why not now? Because the problem is that when they get out of high school, they got to go to college. Then that's two excuses and three excuses. And before long, they get married, have kids, and they ain't going. I'm just starting if you don't go now, make plans to go now. I'm just honest with you. You ain't going. You ain't going. Terrible English, but it's true. And I've had all kinds of people, all kinds of excuses. People talk, and they just not. I want to look at them and say, no, you're not. But I'm very nice and kind, and I don't do that. I just, I just do this or this sideways or whatever, because you're not going. You need to surrender your life right now. Trust God now. Start trusting God just as soon as you can. Get saved today, tonight. If you're lost, get saved right now. The only time you got is right now. The Bible says today, now. You're going to hear now tonight until you will be sick of it and won't hear again for a week. Do it now. Delay means you're not trusting God and you're not going to do it. Do it now. All I'm promised is now. Now. That's all. Does anybody have a side affidavit in your back pocket that you'll be here tomorrow? Anybody? No, you ain't. So all you've got is tonight. God's will supersedes Everything that will ever come in your path. Everything. Everything, God's will, supersedes all that. The blood of an entire world is in our hands. The blood of lost people all over this world is in our hands. We must do something about it right now. Definition of now. Second, Corinthians accepted time. God accepts right now. If you're going to get saved, God will save you right now. It's an arranged time. You're here for a reason. God arranged everything in your life today and now you're here. God did that. It's an arranged time. Sure. You could be home wanting to break. I don't know why anybody won't do that, but you could. But you're here. It's an arranged time. It is an anticipated time. There's people in Chile waiting on somebody to get down there and work with them. Somebody get down there, help them, Peru, India, China, all over the world. It's it's an action time, it's a point of time that has been reached now. Right now, this is the time. Now, 2 Kings 7, story of four lepers, great story. One of my favorite stories in all the Bible, 2 Kings 7, about four lepers. It tells a great story, a story that applies to every one of us in the building tonight. It says in Elisha said, verse 1, Hear thee the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a me- measure of fine flour be sowed for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. Now, if you go back to chapter 6, verse 34, Syria had invaded Samaria, and they circled it around, and nobody in Samaria could get out or come in, and basically they're starving to death. And Elisha makes a prophecy, and this guy does not believe what the man of God has said. Verse 3. There were four leprous men at the end of the gate. They said one to another, why sit we here till we die? If we say we shall enter in the city, then the famine in the city, we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us Fall under the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we'll just die. That's pretty logical thinking. They think if we go into the city, it's starving in there, why don't we just go over here where the Syrians are? Maybe they'll have mercy, take us in, and give us some deed. eat. We're smart. So there they go. Look at verse five. So they rose up in twilight, going to camp of the Syrians. And it will come to the uttermost part of camp of Syria. Behold, there was no man there. Everybody in town scared to death of the Syrians. These four lepers go over there. There's nobody there. They're all gone. They're scared of something. It's not going to (laughs) happen. That's us. Most of the jump we worry about never happens. Look at verse 6. This is even better. For the Lord had made a host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us kings of the Hittites, kings of the Egyptians, and come upon us. Wherefore, this is a great verse. Wherefore they rose and fled in the twilight, left their tents, and their horses, and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. Let me ask y'all a question. How crazy is that? They scared to death, because you know what they did? They jumped up and started running, and they run right past their horses. (laughs) They ran past their horses. Left their horses. Man, they getting out of town. They ran right past their asses and getting out of town. They're scared to death. They're so scared, they forgot to get on their horses and ride off. They're so scared, they forgot to get the other animals and ride them. They ran away. God, We got a great God. Y'all never thought how good, how great our God is. There was a grave dilemma. The foes have them encircled, and inside Samaria, they're starving to death with a famine. That's our world. They're starving without the gospel. No message, no messenger. And they'll die without God and go to hell. That's our world. pictured in this. Oh, praise God. I'd like to get this next point. Grace displayed. Notice verse six, a sequence of grace. Now, I've been here since Sunday. You all know, realize my, my English is terrible. I didn't do it real good in school. But it says, for the Lord had made. I know that was before. I'm not that, I know that was before. So if all this happened, grace was already at work. Grace had already run everybody off. Everybody is gone. Isn't that good? Grace was at work and nobody knew it. He'd run the foe off. But the problem is nobody in the city knows about it. I mean, they're over starving to death and over here nobody's there but they're scared to come you know sometimes we get so scared we don't do stuff either sequence of grace God supernaturally sent a voice those folks those Syrians out there those tith, they heard horses now there were no horses but they heard horses God did that says so scared them supernaturally but those lepers, look at verse seven, verse eight. Well, these lepers came to the most part of the camp. They went into one tent, did eat and drink, carried this silver, gold, raiment. When hid it, came again, entered into another tent, and carried thence also, and went and hid it. So this grace, I liken this to grace, was sufficient. That grace. That food, that raiment, that water in those tents was sufficient for all four of those lepers and everybody in Samaria. It was sufficient for all of them. God's grace is sufficient for every man, every boy, every woman, every girl that's ever lived. God's grace is. Amen. Amen. This is salvation's grace. The enemy is defeated. Those that show up, they can get saved. That's salvation grace. We're saved by grace. Jason said it just right. We're saved by grace. I can't add nothing to it. I have nothing to add. We're satisfied in grace. I'm satisfied with God's grace. I'm satisfied with my Savior. They've got all the food they want. So do I. I got a book full of food right here. All I got to do is read it, memorize it, practice it. And I won't never, I will never Starved to death. Oh, the riches, you know, verse 8, they had gold, silver, and raiment. Man, they put on suits like, I, like y'all bought for me. Uh, Monday, they had those suits on. They was eating country ham biscuits and gravy. They was getting chicken and stuffing in their pockets. And Lord help, we had some sweet potato casserole today that was out of this world. They was stuffing that in their pockets, baked potatoes, all this stuff hiding it because God provided it for them. I got everything I've ever wanted. I woke up the next morning after I got saved, pardoned by the grace of God, it's great. Peace in my heart just like them. Amen. I went from going to hell, going to heaven. Amen. Dirt poor to getting everything, Amen. everything. That's these guys, they got Raymond, they got everything that they have ever, ever wanted. And the reason is grace. Grace is free. I didn't pay for it. God gave me grace. But still nobody knows about it. Lepers know. I know. The Samaritan doesn't know yet. Still a secret to them. So notice their greedy delay. They're delighted. They're excited. But they forgot Their responsibility. They forgot. I don't think they're bad men. I don't think he's for God. We're bad. They just forgot. Notice their consumption, man. They ate, and they ate, and they ate. I would, too. I mean, Lord, help. I would help too. But you know, when's enough enough? When's enough enough? Does it always have to be bigger? Does it always have to be Better? They just want more and more and more. That's what they wanted. Yeah. And they got it. They were covetous. But you know, I'm saved. I got saved a long time ago. I got a Bible. God even allowed me to go to Bible college. Amen. God gave me a good wife. Holy Spirit's in here. Amen. I've seen the presence of God. i I, I felt the presence of God. So I got all that. Sure. This world, it's most of this 95% of this world don't have that. They don't even know about it. Most of have it. They don't know about it. So I think what they did was a crime, an absolute crime. They hid the remedy. They know the foe is gone. Listen, the devil is defeated. That right there, that black book, spoken priest defeats the devil. The famine's over. They know that. They hid the riches of God's grace. They did. Hid the raiment. had the responsibility. They and, and look at verse 8. They didn't, they didn't do it once. They did it again. They went and dug holes in the desert and hid food, gold, silver, raiment. Hid it. Come back and did it again. I've been to church all my life. I've heard preaching since I was old enough to know what preaching was and a man's signed a pulpit. I've known it all my life. All my life. There's people in India that will live, have already lived to be 90 and died and never heard the name Jesus Christ. My wife and I have spoke to people. If you say, do you know Jesus? They'll look at you and say, who? Who's that? I've knocked on thousands of doors in South Carolina and nobody have ever have, has ever answered the, the question, you know Jesus, well who's that? You no know, TVs to watch it on and radios to hear it on. They got absolutely nothing, and I've got it. Got Bibles everywhere, commentaries everywhere. I got everything I've ever wanted to serve God. They've got nothing. And these lepers had it all and they hid what they had. But go look at verse nine. So some some minute at a time, they looked at each other. And it dawned on them, bam. It just it hit them. Notice verse 9. It said, then, then, then they said one to another. It was like somebody popped them in the head and said, hey. They went, wow. And they started talking. Had a conversation. They got convicted in verse 9. You know what they said? They said, we do not well. What we it ain't right. And they admitted it. He said, this day, right now. Two fellows at our church were out visiting on the road. One of them was Barry Pace, Pastor Zanyok, Barry and a guy named Fred. were quarter knocking on the door and while they was talking to that couple young couple come out the front door and they're about half drunk and Fred and Barry tried to talk to them and they jumped in a car and cranked it up and took off and about 45 seconds Fred and bear heard a big bam like that. So they left, got in their car and drove down. And The road goes like that. Then it goes down, makes a sharp, turns to the right. It's a big old tree right there. And they missed a turn. Killed both of them. Both of them. In their 20s. One chance to get saved. Just one. And they blew it. Today, now. Now. Now's the time. If you're going to do the thing for God, do it Now. Don't wait till what's going to happen tomorrow, next month, or next week. Right now, they acknowledge this day. This day is right now. Today, today, I've got to do it. I got to make up my mind. God, I'll serve you. I'll go. I'll do whatever it is you got. I'll do it. You say, why wouldn't I do that? Because people need the Lord. They just said it in a song. People need the Lord. I got the Lord. They need it. I share it. It's a personal day. I'll read Spurgeon's messages, some of them. I like W.A. Chrysal's better. They make more sense to me. Spurgeon's too intelligent for me to read. But he did. We quote Judson and Hudson Taylor and William Carey and all those guys. Great guys. My favorite CT stud. But, I mean, they dead. They're dead in the grave up there with God worshiping up there. We're down here. This is my personal day. I am responsible for the people today. Amen. Let me clue you in. You are too. We're all in it together if we're safe. They admitted that. I won't get the day back. This day, whatever time it is, it's 8 o'clock. 801, it's, that, that's for 8 hours. Whatever, whatever you did before it's gone, you can't get it back. Right now. It's a unique, urgent time today. Right now. They said today. I mean, I'm available right now. I'm available. I'm agreeable. I told you one night, I will. I will if you will, and I will. I'm agreeable to it. I'm sure you are. Esther 4.14, it says, for such a time as this. God put Esther where she was for that time. Guess what you're here for? This time. Not no other time. This time. I'm responsible now, so are you. Young people, God's got you here right now. And you ought to start planning. If you're saved, you ought to start planning. God, I'm going to serve you right now. You point me which way you want me to go. You t- I'll trust you to lead my path. That's what you need to do. It's a priority day. It's a precious day. He told us about a young man got saved. People get saved today. Lives can be changed. We can work today. I got no guarantee that I'll ever, ever see tomorrow. Right. It's a powerful day. Folks can get say. They said this, this day is a day of good tidings. What's better than the gospel? Tell me what's better than the gospel. But this day's passing. Not going to be here forever. Tomorrow will be too late. Maybe no more conviction. Maybe no more trouble, maybe no more this, no more that today. Look at verse 9 down at the bottom. Notice what these guys said, these four lepers. They said, if we tear it to the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. You know what they're saying? They're saying, if the sun comes up, somebody looks over the wall in Samaria, and they see all these clothes all over the desert that them, Samaria, them Syrians left. See, all these clothes... They'll come over here, find us, rub in our belly, stuff with food, water, all this stuff. They're going to get mad at us. That's what they're saying. So they say, now therefore come, let us go. They say now, right now. They say, stop what we're doing. Drop everything we got. Let's go tell that city that everything is better. They're gone. No greater tragedy than missing today. Right now. I mean, I, when I die, I don't, you know, I don't much care. You can put anything you want to on my tombstone. stack, you care less. Uh, but I sure don't want mine. It might have been. It might have been. I'd hate to die. Thank you. I could have done this. I could have done that. But I got scared. I couldn't do it. Jesus calls some commercial fishermen. They immediately Father cried, Dropped everything. Father Christ. Four friends we saw last night. Got a man to Jesus in a cot. They just did it because they had a burden. A saved demon possessed man sitting in a boat waiting on Jesus to show up and tell him what he could do. He was ready now. What are we going to say about us? Now, not later. Now, not later. Ah, Mark. How many, come here. I'm going to do something. I'm not going to you. I just need to ask you a question. need to ask you a question. How many people are here tonight? How many people? Look. People. Pardon, give me another <laughs> one. No, how many is here? Somebody. 150. 150. Somebody tell me five percent of 150. How many? Seven? seven. seven. Five percent of hundred and fifty is seven? Uh, you three? You preacher? You two, you, and I need three of them or you three right there. Come in. Why not you go in? Y'all get in the choir. Y'all get in the choir. We're not going to sing. They probably could. All right. Ninety-five percent of the world hasn't heard the gospel. We know that. So, that's the ninety-five. No, that's the five. That's the five percent. You have never heard the gospel. You have never heard it. So I got a Bible. So logically, I'm gonna preach to y'all. But that ain't the way it works. Most of the preaching done in the world is done to those guys. Right. If everybody, if what everybody says is right, 95% of the world never heard the God, You ain't heard, but I'm gonna preach to them. And they've heard it over and over and over and over and over and over, and you ain't heard it. That's what happens every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Wednesday night. Now, God can add better than that. So I'm asking you tonight, I have all week. What we need to do, we need to do it now. We know what to do. If it's in that, we've read it, we know it. What we need to do in our heart is take that faith promise card out, fill it out, and say, I, I know what I need to do. I'm going to fill that thing out now. Until now, next Sunday, next Sunday, whenever the limit is, I'm going to fill that out and I'm going to put it in there. Some more here, I think, in my heart, they'd say, I'm going to be a missionary. I really do. I mean, one already, I think, maybe there'll be a note or two or maybe even three. I'll say, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this now. I'm going to do this now. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to do this now. Father, we love you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for, for allowing us to be here tonight. And I pray, Father, as we go into this invitation, that God, you would help us to realize what we got right now. Not next week, not tomorrow. What we've got is right now. Help us to say, Father, whatever you need, I will right now. If somebody here sure is lost, they've come in not saved, I pray, Father, tonight that if they're lost, they get saved now. Not wait till tomorrow, Sunday, they get saved now. Cause us here tonight, do what we need to do and do it now. And we'll thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen.